Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. This is Kevin Brooker, and on today's show, we're going to cover some shocking statistics, how to achieve your financial goals in the new year, and we're going to give you some tips to help you get started. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement. Kevin Brooker is here. I'm Steve Sadal. Uh, Kevin been helping folks for a good long while, more than 30 years, in fact. And uh, you can find out more at silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, you know what, Steve? It is happy 2024, in case I didn't, you know, neglected to say that to everybody previously. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people making re- making resolutions. We're going to touch on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, but no, we're, we're happy for the new year. And, oh, uh, aren't looking we? For- yes. Looking forward to a good year and not really looking forward to the election nonsense. But other than that, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but before we jump into resolutions and, and things of that nature, I, I have to mention that, you know, it's been an exciting week this week because for a long time we have heard about the cryptocurrencies, in particular Bitcoin, and everybody's wondering, you know, they've been talking forever about them being, uh, you know, being available in an exchange traded fund. Yes. And ha- hallelujah, it's finally here. All right. A and Bitcoin ETF. Bitcoin ETF. And not just one, but there's 11 coming out of the gate. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and you know, the funny thing about this, Steve, is that if anybody was really watching closely, watching the business news earlier this week, there was an announcement. In fact, I think it was, I gosh, I'm not sure if it was one or two days ago, but earlier in the middle of the week, there was an announcement came out and it hit CNBC headline story. You know, it was a tweet um, that appeared as though it came directly from the SEC and where they announced that they had approved Bitcoin on on all the exchanges um, and that they'd approved all of the all of the uh, applications of which there was many of them pending. And then later on that same day, Gensler, the head of the SEC, comes out and says, no, we did not approve it. That's not true. Uh, they said that there are X you know, formerly Twitter uh, account was quote unquote compromised uh-huh. and uh, all this drama unfolded only to have the very next day they come out 
and they emailed it. Uh, they put it on their web page, I believe, on the SEC's web page, where they said, you know what? Yeah, th- we a- we actually have approved this. So, well, so I I think it's great that it's finally here, but the rollout of it and the response and the way the SEC handled it is a joke. I don't know why they bothered to push back on it, only to just approve the damn thing the next day. Well, because obviously it was leaked. It, it was leaked. I think, you know what? I think it was probably some junior person at yep. the SEC that saw the draft and they just didn't know any better. And so they put out the announcement. Hey, this is newsy. Right? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a big piece of news, right? Yeah. And only, only for the boss to come back and, you know, slap you on the wrist and say, hey, man, you weren't supposed to do that yet. Sure. So, what, do you, what do you think's going to, what do you think that's going to do? I mean, are people going to get into it more? Um, it, how, how do you see it? You know what? I definitely, I definitely think people are going to get into it more. In fact, uh, um, uh, in the interest of d- full disclosure, I do own uh, Grayscale Bitcoin. I, for the record, I also own Ethereum, another cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bought some uh, some Bitcoin through the Grayscale Trust a few months ago, back in like, uh, I want to say it was October, and it was at $25, $26. And if you look at it today, it's at 40 Nice. And uh, so it's made a nice move just in a couple of months. And the thing, the thing is, and I've talked about it before, and anybody that's listened to the show before knows uh, that Bitcoin, I, I've, I've pointed out, and you want to make sure you understand, it is very, very speculative, all right? Because there's there's no way, okay, there, there are people that say they can value it, but in my opinion, it's very difficult to place a value on it because it's, it's not like a stock or a company. You know, you can monitor their sales. You can look at the management team and see what type of history they have, how effective they've been in different positions. And then you can look at how much cash flow they have, right? How much extra cash are they generating each month? over and above their bills, right? That's your positive cash flow. Sure. And how much has fallen to the bottom line, right? And then you can come back and you can put a valuation on it saying, hey, you know, the market's trading at 20 times earnings, so is this a good value or not when you're evaluating the company? And now, not that price earnings ratios are good timing tools, but they are are useful in, in determining a value of a company, but you can't do that with Bitcoin, right? Because there's just no earnings. And so you want to think of it as, as a commodity, right? And, and in my opinion, though, if you look at it, Bitcoin has actually been around for more than a decade. It's been around a long time. And if you go back the last 10 years, that is the number one performing investment, Bitcoin. It's outperformed stocks, bonds, real estate, everything. It has done, but it has returned a greater profit than any other investment in, in the exchanges that you could make. And so... From that standpoint, that's why I look at it, because I do think there's a lot of people that have a fear of, you know, the government, you know, the centralized dollar, the U.S. dollar, the strength of the dollar, the strength of the euro. And and I've been getting questions my entire career, you know, because there are these, I call them fear mongers. They send out emails telling people that the dollar is going to crash uh, and that you should buy whatever it is they want to sell to you. And And so I've gotten emails from clients my entire career asking me about this. Uh, and I'm not saying that's not what I'm not saying that I think the dollar is going to crash. But I do think there's a desire out there amongst a lot of investors for an alternative currency. And and there uh, there is an argument that, you know what, it's got no like Jamie Dimon is, is has put, stated publicly he thinks it should be illegal um, and is not a fan of Bitcoin. And, and a lot of other billionaires, you know, who, who we all know, once you become a billionaire, you know everything. You have all the answers sure. to all the problems in the world because you're a billionaire. So that, I joke, at least that seems to be what, you know, that's clearly what they think. But anyway, he's against it. And I, had, I asked myself, I said, well, are you against it because it's a competing currency and because your bank hasn't figured out how to make money off it yet? 
You know what I mean? Because they make a lot of money, you know, on, on, on financial, financial uh, you know, endeavors. And so I don't know their true meaning behind it. I don't know if anybody does know that besides him, um, you know, but they call out, they call out the uh, crime activity, the criminal activity, because we know Bitcoin is used, you know, these hackers will bust into a company. Uh, they take their websites hostage. They take their technology and their networks hostage. They, they took over some hotels in Las Vegas, not very long ago. Uh, and then they ask him for ransom. Right. And the institution pretty much always pays because they can't figure out how to how to get how to fix it so that people can actually get in their hotel rooms. In this case, if you guys heard about that one. Yeah. Um, you know, people couldn't get in the rooms. They couldn't check into the hotel. They couldn't check out of the hotel. All of their electronic systems were down and they didn't even know how to take payment from people. And and so they wound up paying a big ransom, which they did via Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency. So some people will knock it because they say, oh, it's not used for anything legal. It's always just these clandestine activities. And then you got, I think you should step back though a second, ask, what is really the tool that is used by so many criminals? The US dollar is the answer, all right? <laughs> sure. The, the dollar is used in all sorts of criminal activity. So I don't know that that's the way we should evaluate this, is my point, because if you really think about it, the dollar, the euro, the yen, any other currency that's out there, all of them have been used in criminal activity. And, and so I think we need to evaluate it based on different merits. And to me, the reason I bought it when I bought it a couple months ago is because I started hearing all this chatter um, about the ETFs, you know, the exchange traded funds coming out. And in my mind, that's going to create a lot more demand because there's a lot of institutions like pension plans, endowments, things like that. And they've got a lot of rules that they have to follow in terms of what types of investments they can make. And um, you know, cryptocurrency, because it was not regulated, was one that they couldn't touch. So now I believe, this is just my opinion, that I believe now that it is available in exchange-traded funds in 11 of them as, to, as of today. I believe that's going to create a lot more demand. There's a lot of investors that I think didn't want to go. You initially, when I bought, I bought Bitcoin personally, oh gosh, six, seven years ago. I think it was 2016, 2017, around in there. And believe me, I wish I held on to it. Yeah. Uh, but it was but it was pretty complicated in terms of how to buy it. And the way that I bought it was through this website called Binance. And the Binance guy, the guy that was running Binance is now in in, in jail. And <laughs> What's and, with these guys? And charged with fraud and all these other crimes. Um, you know, so I don't know, maybe I maybe I uh, got lucky on that one, but but it was pretty complicated in terms of how you actually could invest in Bitcoin. You had to go through numerous channels to do it. Uh, so it wasn't easy to do. And so I think a lot of people didn't touch it because it was so hard just to do that. Uh, and then not only that, but it's ter terms of how do you store it in a way that's safe that somebody else doesn't come in because there's all kinds of theft with Bitcoin. Uh, and they talk about this cold storage thing that you're supposed to have if you want to hold it yourself. So it's pretty complicated, right? So Sounds I think like now it. that it's, you know, it was very complicated. So I think now that it's been simplified, it's simple. Everybody know. I think most people know. If you're an investor, you know how to buy an, e an exchange traded fund. Um, this makes it so much easier. So I think it opens up the doors to a lot of people that are interested in it. Um, and and it, and it may make sense. I, I do. I'm coming around more and more to the opinion that it should be treated like a separate asset class, kind of like I view gold um, or I view index annuities for that matter, because they will perform differently than your stocks and your bonds and your mutual funds. And, and so to me, it does make sense to have some money in there, but know that it's speculative. All right. It could go to, it could go to zero at, you know, probably any point in time. And so it's only something, if you do invest in it, it should only be a small percentage of your portfolio, uh, just to give you exposure. If you, you you're comfortable with the risk, 
but know that this thing can easily, easily move, you know, eight or 10% in one day, both directions. Um, and, and it's very difficult to tell when, which, which when it's going to move in which direction. Sure. Well, yeah, exactly. So do you see, like you said, you think more people are going to get into it. And so does this, does this legitimize, uh, does it take legitimacy of Bitcoin another step further? I, you know what? I think it does. I think it definitely does because now it's regulated. Okay. Now it's regulated. Sure. Right. And, and so if, if somebody was avoiding it because it was not regulated, well, now it is. Problem and solved, I guess. Prob, you know, problem solved. And so if an institution was not able to buy it because of that fact, then maybe now they are. Now, I don't know. I don't run, I don't run institutional money. I don't manage institutional money. Um, but I'm well aware of the rules they have to follow. And I do believe, I mean, if you look at some of the forecasts out there, Steve, uh, there's a lot of people calling for massive, massive moves in Bitcoin. Increases, I mean. So be careful with the hype. There's a lot of, exp- uh, I call it explosive talk, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of big, uh, you know, adjectives being thrown around out there in terms of what might happen. And, and uh, uh, so, so just approach that with a little bit of caution, you know, uh, don't fall prey to the hype. And, and I would suggest if you do want to buy it, um, you might want to leg into it, you know, kind of like dollar cost average, um, because it is very, very volatile. Like I mentioned, it, it was up, it's up 60% just in the last two, two and a half months. So um, it is, it has a lot of volatility to it, you know, but if you're comfortable, if you're looking for an investment, I'm not looking to trade it. Otherwise, I would already be out, to be honest. Um, so I'm looking at, I am trying, I'm going into it telling myself, I want to hold on to this for years. Um, and just really, just to see where it goes. Because if you look at it, if you if you did look at it five years, 10 years ago, you'd have made a fortune. So that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to keep on working that way. But I do think it's worth taking, uh, worth evaluating. Interesting. That it's an interesting perspective for sure, Kevin. If you want to learn some more about uh, maybe uh, Bitcoin, if it's right for you, uh, give give them a call. It's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you're an expert or anything else, but if I want to sit down with you, you'd have the conversation. Oh, yes, for sure. And I, and I definitely am not going to call myself an expert at cryptocurrencies. I think uh, I think I, pro- I, I feel like I do know a, f- a pretty good amount about it. Uh, like I said, Ether is another one that might be worth a look. They call it Ethereum. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that call themselves experts that say there's a lot bigger use case for Ethereum than there is actually for Bitcoin. Um, you know, so I just put a few dollars into each one. These are not big positions. You know, it's obviously nice to see them go higher, um, you know, but it's just specul- it's speculation. And, um, you know, that, and that's, that's really, that's, that's about all I've got to say. I guess I have one, one other point to say, when you look at all these different funds, there's a big range of expense ratios on these right now. And there's several ETFs that are actually waiving the expense, the, it's free. So not, it's, it's not free of risk, it's free of expense. So, so they're waiving their management fees uh, until they get to like a billion or $2 billion. There's a handful of those that are doing that. Um, but you know what's interesting, Steve, if you look at them today, the, some of the ones that have the lower fees are down three, four, five percent, hmm. uh, whereas the grayscale one I think has the highest fee, and it's actually up. So huh. you know, interesting. So, you know, so it's not always about the fee guys. You know, it's something to be aware of. You know, but make sure you take a look at it and that you understand it. Um, and as I said, the biggest thing is that it is very speculative. Uh, it could you could lose everything. Uh, with an investment in cryptocurrency. So do you think uh, Americans will uh, begin to understand the blockchain? 
Oh gosh, I think so. <laughs> well, I think I think so. I think some will, but uh, right. I mean, but that to I me mean, is, uh, I mean, people just, you know, you mentioned that to people, and oftentimes there's, it's, you know, it's like you might have told them to buy an annuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, they get this 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 nasty look in their face. But I'm, I mean, we get tens of millions of people that that do crazy things all the time. Sure. Uh, that support criminals for being president. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there's a lot of people that are never gonna figure it out. Sure. All right. Well, again, uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting thing, and and I guess be, besides AI, I think that that Bitcoin could be a, a topic that runs all year long. I think it very much could be. Um, be be very careful when you're looking at other cryptos, guys. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of cryptocurrencies out there. At last time I counted, there was over a hundred. So I thought um, I thought some of them fell by the wayside, and and I'm guessing maybe some of them did. I think I believe some of them did. You know, I know one of them. I I, I don't know if you call it doggy coin or Dogecoin. Oh yeah. But Musk got behind it as a joke. As a joke. In fact, it was created as a joke. It was not supposed to. Nobody ever thought it was going to be a real currency. Um, but it but it had all kinds of hype and all sorts of activity around it. You know, but there's but there's a whole group of people out there, guys, that are trading stocks. Excuse me, they're trading. We call them the meme stocks. You know. Sure. Yep. And something comes into favor. You know, like AMC got what became a meme stock for a while the fundamentals of the company were terrible all right but but some investors made a fortune on it simply because of the it was like a pump and dump scheme where a bunch of people got behind it and they ran it up and other people jumped on the bandwagon and and, and word spreads so fast now because of technology and social media um that there that some people some groups can influence the direction and the price direction of a stock because they spread word and so many people are following that that uh you know that that website or that social media site or, or whatever, what yeah. have you. And, and so some of these can be manipulated. Uh, it doesn't mean there's good fundamentals. Um, and so it's just something to be aware of, you know, with the stock market, there's a lot of reasons why a stock can move. They're not always based on fundamentals. Uh, TikTok and the amount of people, and these are Gen Xers and millennials that get their financial information from TikTok. So there are people out there who are oh, yeah. appearing to be experts. And in reality, I mean, you know, I probably know more than they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of things going on. I understand there's a lot of the the younger generation on what Snapchat and on Insta, oh, Instagram, yeah. you know, and um, they seem to live their lives on these sites. Um, and, and I just learned the other day, apparently there's some eye problems that are being discovered now from people that 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 spend their entire day on screens. Oh. And I guess it's a and I guess it's affecting kids. Well, um, I wonder why. <laughs> right? Yeah. So turn so off anyway, that just, Nintendo once in a while. <laughs> right. If you're if you're a parent, if you have a young child, you should look into it. Um, because I am hearing, you know, this is from a medical doctor that I that I heard this the other day uh, on television. Again, we know there's a lot of BS out there. There's a lot of lies. Let's call them what they are. There's a lot of lies out there. Mm -hmm. So make sure you double and triple check whatever piece of information you're looking at. Um, there's a lot of websites, a lot of social media sites that are just pushing a bunch of a bunch of lies, uh, and it's important to take a look at it. So, um, but make sure your kids are healthy and make sure you don't get too much screen time. Yes, exactly. And so again, we were talking. I mean, Bitcoin. This has been a great conversation. And uh, so, you want to touch on a couple of resolution things? And I know you're not a big fan of resolutions, it's, nor am I yeah, particularly, yeah. <laughs> because you know here it is. It's already the you know the middle of January, and uh, you know half of them are gone. By the time Valentine's Day is here, they're all gone. Right? Oh yeah, and then it'll oh, be yeah. safe to go to the gym again. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? Yeah, and I, I, I see, we see it every, I see it every year at the gym. You know, yeah. beginning, begin, beginning of the year, you get a whole bunch of new, new faces in there, 
and uh, and they usually disappear in a matter of a few weeks. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and uh, my wife, <laughs> my wife calls it resolution pollution. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's and pretty good. I like it. I, I kind of rolls off your tongue, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, so no, I'm not a big fan of resolutions. I think uh, I, I think they're kind of silly because so many people make them and they they don't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is the new year, so we do. I do think it makes sense at the beginning, or the end of one year, beginning of another year to kind of look back and see, you know, it's a good opportunity to, to do some cleanup, if you will, a little bit of house cleaning, if you will. Sure. You know, and, and I had talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about, you know, going back on your statements, looking at your credit card bills. Guys, I know a lot of people don't even bother to look at the credit card bill. And if you haven't looked at yours in a while, please just pull it out and look at every single item on your credit card bill. Make sure that everything you're paying for, that you're still using it. All right. Because a lot of people have signed up with, with subscriptions to things. You know, there's a lot of free trials out there that they say, oh, try this for free for a week, but you got to give them your credit card up front. It's because they're banking on it that you're going to forget. That's what they're doing. Just like gift cards, all these companies selling gift cards and gift cards. Do you know why? Because a lot of people forget to redeem them. Right. So so they're getting paid for doing nothing other than, other than selling you a gift card. Right. All right. And they don't even, and, they never expire. For, I mean, they've got over that because now, but again, still... You know, I found I found a fifty dollar gift card in in a bunch of stuff at my house. Yep. Like, why they're, didn't they're, I use this? And I got exactly. it, I think, three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I found I found a coupon that I printed out for a car wash or something like five years ago that I forgot to use. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, and 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 so it, it it's only savings if you actually use it, right? Right. So you know, so so go back through your credit cards. Go back through your bills. Take a look. I know a lot of us have signed on with all kinds of streaming services. And and and, and by the way, just a quick little side note, the NFL putting this wild card game this weekend only on Peacock is infuriating and and driving me crazy. I it's can't only on NFL. Peacock? They're not going to put it on the network? Only. Only exclusively on Peacock. The only way you can watch Kansas City and Miami on Saturday night, all right, the only way you can watch that game in zero-degree weather is if you subscribe to Peacock. Wow. Period. Period. End of story. Wow. And that. I and as a know av- that. Oh my God! As an avid football fan, that makes me furious. Furious. Yeah. All right. Apparently, Peacock. This is the first time the NFL has ever done this. They've yeah. never done this before. It's exclusively on Peacock. And I thought, mistakenly, I thought that the NFL Network would rebroadcast it like the next day or two days afterwards because they do that. They do that a lot of time. They do that right. all the time. Yep. Um, well, according to Bard. I asked Bard, the artificial intelligence program with Google, and I asked Bard, and Bard says, no, no, it will not be broadcast anywhere because that's the contract. The deal they signed with, and and you guys might know, Peacock is owned by NBC, all right? Um, It's a streaming arm for NBC, and uh, Peacock slash NBC paid the NFL $110 million for that one game. And and so... All of you football fans out there, please make a post. Go to the, let the NFL know how ticked off we are because I'm thoroughly pissed. All right. I really can't believe they're doing this. I, I watch football all the time. I love football. It's a great game. And we've got some of the best stars in the NFL that are going to be playing. The highest paid player in all the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs. And if you don't have Peacock, you can't watch the game. Man. So I, th- I think it's just far too greedy on the part of the NFL. These guys are already all the, they're already billionaires. Pretty much every owner is already a billionaire. Right. You know? And I just think it's I just think it's a huge act of greed and I hope they never do it again. Yeah, me too. So yeah. Okay, so that's that's my football spiel. Okay. Right. So I gotta ask you, I mean, I know we're sort of off track here, but uh, but uh so you know, Bill Belichick, huh? 
Oh, you know, God, there's a lot of coaches that were fired. Nick yeah. Saban, too. I mean, you know. that. Yeah. Nick, oh, yeah. How about Pete Carroll from the Seahawks? Yes, that, right? too. That one really surprised and me. That one totally, totally surprised me. I was surprised that Vrabel, Mike Vrabel for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, he was fired, too. You know, some of them didn't surprise me. You know, like uh, the Jaguars firing and the Panther firing. Those didn't yeah. surprise me. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much, uh, what do they call it, Black Monday in the NFL? Yeah. You know, the, day, <laughs> the first day after the season ends, that's when a lot of – I guess they should call it Pink Monday because they get the pink slip. They get the pink but, slip, uh, exactly. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, a lot of heads are rolling. I'm, I'm curious because coincidentally, I think Belichick and Pete Carroll are the same age. I believe they're both 71. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll find out if these guys are going to retire or if they're going to, uh, you know, move on to another job. Because I, if I was Belichick, I'd be going to San Diego because I think that the, the uh, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers. Um, they need a coach too. And if I was him, I'd say, you know what? I've been in new England long enough. Let's go to the other side of the country. Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So we got to, we got some time here. Let's, uh, let's talk. One of the things about these resolutions uh, that surprised me was uh, a survey done of 18 to 64 year olds in America, Americans, 18 to 64, talking about their new year's resolutions and topping the list was not lose weight or get in shape. It had to do with inflation and, and, and money. And that seems to have flipped around. It it does. And it surprised me, too, because usually it's about health, you know, one way or the other. Um, And so I guess this time you could say, well, it's about wealth this time, maybe. Um, And obviously they're not there. It wasn't technically about wealth, but inflation is on a lot of people's minds. And I understand it because you go to the grocery store and 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 you're and you're spending, you know, 15, 20, 30 percent more than you were, you know, four or five years ago or whatever the numbers are. Sure. You're paying a lot more than you probably ever have. And, um, And and it is. It is surprising. I mean, I just, I, I mentioned last week, guys, one of the things you sh- that's a good idea to do, take a look at your insurance policies. I know this is not something anybody looks forward to doing. All right. But my, my, my auto insurance and homeowners insurance just came up for renewal and they wanted to raise my homeowners insurance over 50%, Holy over 50%, the, the premium. I mean, it's not like you're living in a flood zone or anything. <laughs> oh God, no. Right. No. And, and, and okay. And in, in all honesty, one thing I will admit uh, it's our homeowners insurance is probably lower than most people. All right. I was only paying 800 bucks a year before for mm-hmm. homeowners insurance and they wanted to raise it to 1260. And, and so it was over a 50% increase. And so I said, you know what? No, um, I, I just can't take this without, I can't take this without a little bit of a fight. So I took a few hours and I started pricing around and I wound up switching. Okay. I was with progressive uh, and I was with them for a few, for three years, I think. And they didn't raise it up too much initially, but then, bam, they hit it this year. And so I started checking around, and I found out, you know what? State Farm, if I combine my home and my auto policy, I can save, I'm could save. i saving over 500 bucks oh, wow. compared to what to what uh, Progressive wanted to charge me. And, and by the way, that's with better coverage. Better coverage, meaning a lower deductible, higher liability coverage. Um, and so take a look at those bills, guys. You don't have to pay it. I heard another report that on average, auto insurance has jumped 20% in the last year. Oh, that is yeah. the biggest... It's like the biggest increase in, I think, about 50 years. So, um, but, be, but realize you don't have to pay that. Now, depending on your track record and your history and your uh, credit score, uh, you may or may not be able to find, find a better deal. But if you have, like with my insurance, we haven't had any claims. We've had zero claims, none. No tickets, no accidents, no claims. And, and they still jacked up, you know, jacked the price. So, so by taking a few hours and searching around, it's going to save me over 500 bucks for the year. Um, actually over 500 bucks for six months because auto insurance is six months. Right. Right. So, so, um, yeah, so for a year, it's going to save me almost a grand. Um, 
So take a look at it. It's real money. You know, I'm not talking 10 or $20. You might be able to save real money by, by taking a look at it. All right. And again, it's very simple to do. You just have to reach out and start making some phone calls, just- huh? Make, make some phone calls and, and let me give you a tip. Have your statements, have, have your, you know, your coverage, have, have those amounts, have those statements right in front of you. Because sure. most of us can't remember, you know, what's my deductible, how much liability, how much medical insurance, how much uninsured motorists and all this exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, so apples, apples. Well, that's a good resolution for the new year, I think. And, um, um, let's see. Yeah. Well, again, um, we're talking about, uh, the, well, you mentioned this. So, Looking ahead um, and yet looking behind, what what can we take away from last year? You know what? I, you, you know, right now, okay, right now is a really good time because to, to take a look at your investments in, in stocks because the stock market right now is trading really close to an all-time high, okay? So it's a good time to take a look at it and ask yourself how you felt last year in 2022 when stocks and bonds and everything went down. Did you feel like at that point, did you feel like you're losing more than you could afford to lose? Did you, were you losing any sleep? Were you anxious? Did you have any anxiety or nervousness or stress about if, what if the market does it again? What if 2023 was just as bad as 2022? How would, how would, how would you feel? And the reason I'm asking everybody this is because when the market's going higher, pretty much everybody feels good about it, right? Because of course you're feeling they do. rich, right? Yeah. You feel wealthy. You feel like you got more money in your pocket because you see your statements, you're making money, right? So everybody feels good. And when, when you don't feel good is when everything is going down, right? The time to make adjustments to your portfolio, if you felt like you're taking too much risk when, when stocks were down, that time is now, okay? The time is now because we're at the highs. So now would be a great time if you felt like you had too much exposure to stocks when things were down because you're looking at those losses and, and maybe you started to freak out a little bit. Then I would suggest if that happened to you, I would suggest you lower your stock allocation all right, you can get 5% in a money market right now. I can get a 6% guarantee on a plain vanilla fixed annuity. I can get a 6% for guarantee for three years right now today. No fees, no charges, no commissions, 6% flat, plain vanilla. All right, so maybe take a look at that. You know what I do have some people do, instead of using bonds as an allocation that of course fluctuate and they move up and down in price, you know, maybe take that 40% of your portfolio that would be in bonds Maybe you put into it a guaranteed interest rate at 6%, right? Because then you know, you know exactly what you're going to make. As long as you hold on to the contract for three years, you know you're making 6% per year compound interest, right? So maybe do that instead of buying bonds, which right now the 10-year treasury is barely over 4%. So to me, it makes more sense to buy the guaranteed fixed rate for that portion of your portfolio. And then on the other side, that's where you have the stock composition. All right. Boy, that makes sense, too. And uh, again, visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. What can we get there today? Uh, I know you kind of change things out a little bit sometimes as far as what yeah, you're offering. So I, yeah, you know what? Well, anybody that's listening to the show, you, you know I do have a book on long-term care. I can show you how we can set up uh, Use Your Assets. If you need a long t- to pay for long-term care in the future, we can do it on a tax-free basis. I can show you how to do that. That's one of the books that I had before. But what we have there now is the five keys to a successful retirement. And that is on the homepage of my website. So just go there. You can get this book. It's, it, it's, a, it's a relatively easy read. It's not even 100 pages. Uh, but we go over some of the critical point, points um, and features that you need to secure that retirement that you can have, which I like to say is a stress-free, anxiety-free retirement. And that book is on the homepage of my website. Uh, it is also, I've got two, it's also on my Roll 401k website. So it's roll401k.com. 
Uh, you can get the book there or you can get it at silverleaffinancial.com and it's free of charge, no obligation. That sounds fantastic. So uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, what's your uh, What's your closing thought? You know, my closing thought is, is take is like I said, take a look at that portfolio. Make sure you're not taking more risk than you should. And if you want a second opinion, just give me a call. I'll be happy to give you some some other ideas. Uh, guys, interest rates have come up a lot. So if you don't have any guaranteed interest rate investments in your in your portfolio, I think you should take a look at those. Uh, rates might not stay this high for much longer. So take a look at it. We can still get six percent. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.